You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Activia. Activia offers a range of yogurts that help support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry. Welcome to the Real Health Podcast with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. As ever, with every single show that we do, we get the tips, tools, tricks, and everything you need to know to live a healthier and happier life. And on today's show, that's exactly what we're going to do. You're going to meet Rob and Yvonne Cullen, who have lost over 12 stone in 12 months. So let's find out how they did it. Rob and Yvonne, welcome to the Real Health Podcast. How's it going? Great. Great. So your story is incredibly inspirational. I was doing my research over the last few days. I found lots of press clippings online and photographs. I don't quite recognize you by comparison to the photographs I've seen. Um, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourselves to the listeners and maybe uh, with your starting weight and what your weight is now by way of introduction. So Yvonne, ladies first. Yeah, um, Yvonne, obviously. Um I um, work in, in HSE, so I'm in early intervention there. So nothing to do with weight loss or anything like that. But um, I joined Slim World um, in six, 2016 and I was 14 stone six and I'm nine stone three and a half now. So what's that weight loss in total? So it's five stone three and a half. Wow. Yeah. You don't yeah. look big enough to have five stone three and a half pounds of extra weight on you before. Yeah. Wow. No, I did. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Rob? Yeah, Rob Cullen. I work in Dublin Chamber, which is probably where most people would know me, or from Twitter probably, I suppose. Most people would know me from then. Um, and my starting weight in August 2016 was 19 stone 10. Why? You're nearly 20 stone. Nearly 20 stone, yeah. And now I'm 12 stone 3.5. So just a half a pound away from 7.5 stone. My goodness. Yeah. So, so you're in between the you both, you're nearly thirteen stone there yeah. thereabouts. Yeah. That third person. Yeah, that's, that is, person. that's losing yeah. the third person in your so marriage, definitely. Basically yeah. lost me just there yeah. there yeah. thereabouts. I'm about yeah. thirteen five at the minute. So you basically lost me between yeah. the pair of you. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um one of the things we see with people who lose weight is and we discuss it in, you know, podcast episode one or two, is the fact that there's always a trigger point. Something has to happen to make you really want to make those changes. Yeah. What was your trigger point? What made the what, what made you say, right, we have to do this and we're going to do it together? Because a lot of times people do it, you know, uh, one part of the marriage might do it, but not two together. So what was the trigger point? I think it was probably at the wedding we were at. We went to a wedding in July in Nurka in Spain in 2016. And coming back from the wedding, and then there was a combination of a few things, I suppose, looking at the photographs and... And things like that, and we just decided like we needed to do something. I always tell the same story when I'm when I'm talking about weight loss, and and you touch on a trigger point, and I always have the same one is when we went back to collect the kids after the wedding. Yvonne's mum and dad live in Chapel, is it? We went down to collect them. The kids weren't there; they were down in the park. So we went down to the park to collect them, and we could see in the distance the kids, and they start running towards us, and we start running towards them. And I had to stop. I just couldn't run. It was like five seconds, and I just like felt something that I touched. It must have been all the drink, the food, everything else that we had partied at the wedding over the last few days. And it was just one of those moments. And I wouldn't be religious, but it was right in front of the Pope's cross. <laughs> I, I was born in 1979. <laughs> Somebody was telling me something. You need to do something. 
Um, so it was just that moment, and I always go back to it, it was, as I say, I'm not religious or anything, but just something clicked there, and I thought, right, we need to do something. I thought to myself, we need to do something. And then, I suppose, when we went back to look at the photographs and stuff like that, I know Yvonne was saying, when she was looking through the photographs, she didn't even want people to see the photographs. Yeah. So um, that was probably... How did the, that conversation go in terms of we're going to lose weight together or I'm going to do it or how did it come we about were, that you both decided to do it? We were actually at my brother's house in Drada and um, my brother is like six foot two, really fit. Him and his wife, like we're going to the gym like five days a week, all this kind of thing or whatever. And um, we were just chatting away and he wanted us to do like a, a run amok or one of yeah, those kind of something was on um, things. Yeah. And, and we were saying, saying, God, we'll yeah. never be able for it, you know. And mm-hmm. he said, why? Let's just do something. Do something now and let's let's start training and let's be ready for it. So Rob kind of said, OK, we'll do it. So we went back. We looked up online. We seen there was a group, but it was a bank holiday weekend. And I know myself, I thought, if I can come up with any excuse not to go on Tuesday, I'll be just delighted. Because I just, you know, that feeling of not wanting to actually identify what you need to do you just you want to keep hiding yeah it's scary so we d- look we said we'll do it together and the more rob was on about the two of us doing together i said okay we'll do it together and um we didn't tell anybody that we were doing it just for the fear of failure i think i think that's the a first big, few days it's yeah. something we would say to a lot of our clients as well and, and people who ask me but i always say don't tell as few people as possible mm. yeah because the more people you tell the more pressure particularly in the modern day that we live in in terms of twitter in terms of yeah. social media i see it all the time you see people putting up there were four pictures i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna do it i think the more people that you tell the harder it becomes yeah. you surround yourself with a very tight network that's what yeah. you guys did by the sounds but you know your, your, your brother was a key instigator yeah. he was a support factor so you had ex- yeah. support there you had support at home you had support together yeah. so you kept it very very tight yeah really really tight and like that they just kind of would text us each week and say well how did it go or whatever and we got more confident as the weeks went on obviously we were losing more weight we started to then you know tell our parents tell more people obviously people were starting to notice it as well yeah. or we you know but um, but we gradually increased like the awareness of what we were doing just for ourselves okay. you know, just you to get used to it ourselves as well when you, we speak about social media and we were only talking about it last night I would be quite active on the likes of Twitter but I made it a conscious decision not to put anything up about it okay. until I actually got to what was my original target of five stone Okay. so it was only after that so I've probably made up for it since then with yeah, all yeah. the pictures before and half the pictures I'm posting. Well, I think people need to see that. I think it's, it's. I think there is a power in the before and after photograph at the end of that journey when you're there. And I think yeah. it, 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 that's a motivator. And I'm sure it keeps you both motivated now. Um, okay, well, let's let's pair it back a little bit then. In terms of what were the dramatic changes in terms of your diet? What, what, what were you eating beforehand and what changes did you make? I think there was... Like, we would have always... Like, both of us are good cooks... Um, and we would have always had the concept that we were eating healthy. But I think it's when you're when you're looking at the food, you're thinking you're eating healthy. And we, we spoke about there with Bannon on a Sunday night and maybe watching watching the program. You know, the kids have gone to bed. You've had a hard week and work and whatever. And you're sitting down to, you know, after your dinner, maybe having some wine and cheese or cripping dips and things like that. And it was the likes of them, I'm sure, that, like, I'm not saying we thought they were healthy, but, like, it, was, it wasn't like we were having five takeaways a week okay. so the weight crept on yeah. over yeah. the weight your weight crept on over time by yeah. the sound so it wasn't just one really bad year it was yeah. incremental over over time yeah yeah over over a number of years i know well i i mean 
we're together 20 years now so I mean it, I was probably always heavier um, than I, obviously than I am now but I don't think I was as heavy as I was when I was almost 20 stone but I only started I can't picture you 20 stone <laughs> I'll I show actually, you the pictures I actually can <laughs> uh, listeners you'll see the photographs we will post them up uh, but as part of the as part of the podcast series but if you're sitting where I'm sitting now you would not see a 20 stone man in this man's body whatsoever um, okay so what were the what what Break it down in terms of breakfast, lunch, and dinner for our listeners in terms of what you then began to eat. So what were the healthy versions of the meals? What was breakfast? Well, I suppose breakfast now, and, and it's always been, is porridge and just different ways of doing porridge. Oh, we love it. Okay. What's yeah. your favourite porridge to, uh, tip to make? Um, well, I, I, I never had porridge before, ever, until I started to, li- like, went on this journey. Um, so, like, I probably wouldn't have had, like, a decent breakfast you know, I'd give myself the excuse, I'm too busy mm-hmm. and I'd go to work or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Um, But now I'd have the porridge. But um, at the weekends, like we'd have porridge pancakes or we might oh, even yeah. have um, baked porridge oats. Yum. So I love carrot cake baked oats, which is like having a little carrot cake for breakfast with yeah. a bit. Of, I'd have yogurt or whatever with it. So it's nearly like having like a cake with cream yeah. for breakfast. And who doesn't want cake. cake for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, so porridge for breakfast. Yeah. Lunch? Lunch, um, I suppose we'd have like a lot of salads, maybe baked potatoes or maybe fish. Yeah, leftover pasta, meats, but plenty of, of veg and yeah. snacking on fruit is, is the big thing, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, lunches for me in, in work would generally be salads or maybe eggs and spinach or um, baked potatoes, again, topped with, with different veg and, and meats and that so it's it's fairly simple enough like it's and then dinner will be again your protein loads of vegetables yeah, yeah. so it's very much a very simple mm-hmm. yeah. real yeah way of eating is what it's, you've done like this is not i went on milkshakes for four no. months kind of no. thing which is if it was i wouldn't have you on for a yeah. start because that's not my <laughs> style um and i don't believe in it so you know i how you how you're eating now is how people should actually eat. It's food you have to prepare yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You cook a little bit more. You prep a little bit more. But it's all very nutritious. It's all very straightforward. Like well, everybody I, knows that fruit and veg is healthy for you, and you should have your five a day. Now we probably go to the extreme of our five a day, but I mean, everybody knows what they should be eating, and it's so simple just to bring it in. People always say it was like, how did you change? Like back to the concept of what we thought was healthy. Like we were having. Maybe, you know, fajitas with the fajita kit. Oh, yeah. And the likes of wraps, you always think, well, wraps are healthy because oh, they're, they're you know, calories, yeah. but they're, they're not. And in those fajita kits, you'd have maybe eight wraps in the in the pack and then you're banging in olive oil and stuff like that. So they're little things that we've changed. But we would have easily had the four wraps each, you know, and then you're sitting down to your wine and cheese. So your, your portion size is probably decreased then. In terms of the quantity that you're eating, has it? Yeah, I suppose in the likes of things like that now, you know, if, if I was having a burger, I probably wouldn't even have a bun. I just would fill it up with lots of other things. But portion sizes have changed in in different food types, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, obviously our porridge and our Weedabix and things like that, obviously we keep them to, to a minimum as well because you don't want to be too full either. But the likes of... Um, I suppose greens veg and, and veg, greens yeah. and things like that, like we would have a lot... But we wouldn't match the other food groups as well. So it's not like we're just having a huge amount of one and, and a tiny little bit of the other. We try and kind of, I suppose, spread it out a little bit more evenly as well. And then the likes of treats and things like that that we'd have, because we still have treats, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your, what, we asked pretty much every guest who goes into the uh, the Real Health podcast, what's your favourite treat? What, do you, what, what are your treats? Uh, what do you like? I'll, it sort of varies. You can have one. Yeah, yeah like I... 
I love the the curly whirlies that were. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the curly whirly is good. <laughs> so yeah. um, uh, I love more desserts. So I like yeah. kind of meringues and things because oh, yeah, I love okay. to bake as well. So yeah. I kind of had to knock that on the head for a while as well. But um, but yeah. the likes of the meringues and then topped with all these sort of low fat, zero fat yogurts that that we have now. But like if you mix the meringue and the say coconut yogurt and blueberries or strawberries and raspberries, like you feel like you're having this amazing dessert mm-hmm. and it's generally sort of low calories. It's mm-hmm. not that you're counting the calories, but it's, it's Yeah, well you need I think you need that bit of balance. And yeah. long term yeah. health is about balance. We've always yeah. promoted that because it you need the treat meal or the treat whatever because that's yeah. now some people don't like the word treat. Uh, I personally don't have an issue with it. I think that's mm-hmm. just that's how I do it myself, so that's all I that's what I would know. Um Okay, so in terms of our listeners, then the trigger point was the first thing. You had a trigger point, you saw the photograph, you didn't feel good, that was the trigger. B, you had an instigator, both yourselves, but in your brother, by the sounds of things, and an event, a target to work towards. The fear factor kicked in, which is, I can't do it. And you got around that by having support. Yeah. You changed your food by eating norm eating health eating real foods mm-hmm. real foods yeah. eating very healthy but cooking a little bit more yeah again these are really simple tools that our listeners can take away which is great in terms of exercising so the the key thing um rob for you was you're running towards your kids in the park i can see it this is kind of you can see it it's like, almost like a movie moment mm-hmm. where you stop and the, the chest gets kind of sore and you get the, yeah. pa- the kind of panic of of fear of i've got a, i've actually got this unhealthy so then talk us through what happened then what kind of exercise did you do uh, what was I the what was the next home, step? It was probably more at home during the like every week we had we went in and we got weighed and we were mastering the food. We were supporting each other. So if we had bad weeks or good weeks, the two of us were doing well. We'd still high five each other. You done well. I didn't do so well, and vice versa. But the majority of the time, the both of us were doing really well. Um, but then at home, like the food was good. But then we had to bring some sort of exercise into it. So. Yvonne bought me a Fitbit, which probably added oh, to great. me skipping at like quarter to 12 in the evening <laughs> to try and get the steps up. So just simple jumping things jacks. at home, the jumping jacks, the squats, yeah. the skipping and things like that. And, and trying to, I start doing then the, the couch, the 5K. It was hard at the start. Mm-hmm. But now like I try and run 5K once, twice a week. Like great. the most recent one just being Saturday. Um two days ago so I, I try to do it all the time but it, it's a long way from where I was mm-hmm. and I still do those skips and squats and yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I ran the, the ad break challenge um, yeah. oh, I came into a certain yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, actually, I'd love to claim that it's not mine the first time we were able to do it properly <laughs> yeah like we nearly would have been out of breath even trying to do the, the ad break challenge. But the story behind that, it wasn't mine. Sinead, if you're listening in, it, uh, it was Sinead Simfix's idea. And uh, we, when the idea was, was put to me, it's like, oh my God, this is brilliant. It's really clever. So we put a whole batch of exercises in and no one really, including myself, realised just how long the ad break was. Yeah. <laughs> And we put like squats and there was really some really hard exercises in that first year. Yeah. <laughs> I remember trying it at home myself. Was, this is three minutes of whatever it was. It was jump sprinting on the spot or something like that. But they're simple. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah. And they get the family involved yeah. and the family engaged. Yeah. And, and, and it scares some people because they can't do it. And that provides a bit of a bit of a, you know, a kind of a trigger point to get them to get them moving. Yeah. Um, so there was no structured exercise program. There was a, so a, there was a couch to 5K. So it was a cardiovascular yeah, the, program there. The both of us tried to do that together the couch the 5k mm. and 
back then, I suppose, and still now, we were doing it late in the evenings because the boys were going to bed, so we wanted to go out and do her half hour, then when she came back in. So sometimes it was And that's normally a time nine. that people find the excuses, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. that, oh, it's late. Yeah. I've had a really busy day. I haven't, whatever. But the priority, the trigger point was strong enough for you both yeah. that yeah. you overrode that and yeah. said, no, I'm going to do it. And because we had each other together to work towards, I think that yeah. is something that our listeners could certainly literally take home. But if you have a partner on board, you have yeah. that support, which is, this is your half hour, out you go, and I'll stop you when you come back in or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and we couldn't have done it without each other. And that was a, a huge point. And it's always been, it's something that we always talk about, having each other throughout the whole process of it. We wouldn't have coped without each other, and 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 like we can't say that enough. And that goes for the exercise, the food, the supporting each other, the good days, the bad days. Doing it together has really resulted in the in the results that we've got. Yvonne, what was the uh, what was the hardest part? It's all been very sunshine and roses so far. Uh, no weight loss journey is ever sunshine and roses for the yeah. whole for the whole journey. What was the hard bit? Um, or was there maybe more than sometimes one? Sometimes there, yeah, I suppose. I know I did have one, re- it wasn't Christmas gone, but it probably was the Christmas before. And I got really upset because I felt pressure from other people telling me I wasn't having a good time. And, wow. you know, um, it's Christmas, you need to enjoy yourself. You know, sure, it's only Christmas, everything was going on. And, and I got really, I felt like people were nearly trying to sabotage us but yeah like you know it wasn't I got really upset because um, I went home and I said to Rob like you know if I had an issue or an addiction to alcohol you know it would be easier for people to say actually do you know what leave her alone Mm -hmm. but because it was food and I wasn't eating something they were like okay what's wrong with you why aren't you having that and oh you're obsessed with your weight and and it was really unhealthy for me at the time and I got really upset over it and um and then, I don't know, we went away for a night or something like that. And we just said, oh, here, let's draw a line underneath it. And we looked at the bigger picture and said, do you know what? Let them kind of, if they're going to get really annoyed and upset over what I'm doing with my life, well, then they need to have a look at their own lives. Like, And have you lost any people along the way of the journey? Cause that's saying, so Not saying that you've lost people or friends because everybody is so supportive all the time. Course, yeah, but yeah. I think it bothered some people that you were doing that so we well. were doing so well. Yeah. So the likes of the drink, in in one way, I suppose we did cut down a huge amount of of, of drink. I mean, we stopped so, drinking at home. We stopped drinking wine. Yeah. You know, so were you midweek wine drinkers? Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, and like that, to that's... the extent that Rob's parents have a house in the south of France, and we actually like we were nearly afraid to go to France, <laughs> thinking how are we going to cope? But we actually managed. We we said if we can go to France and not have any pastries and no red wine, we can survive <laughs> anything. So we did. Yeah, and that was a completely different holiday. And even my family, when I came home, said, <coughs> God, you really enjoyed that because we were sending photographs. We were telling them all the different things we were doing. Whereas before it was just probably having wine, sitting sitting you, by the pool and doing nothing else. You don't actually miss it. I mean, obviously, I'm, I was sort of a late drinker because I had epilepsy as a kid. That's when I started putting on weight because I had to give up the sport, mm-hmm. the... the um, the tablets and the, the lack of sport probably yeah. added the weight. But when you look back now, it was probably an excuse as well. But I was late coming to, to drink. The drink and the tablets didn't work together either. So in my sort of mid-20s, I started drinking and, and then again made up for it. But I think when you stop for a while, you don't miss it. And you certainly don't miss hangovers and everything else. And do you drink, either, either of you drink now? Yeah. Like, like you're going to a concert tonight. Uh, yeah, although we probably won't even have anything tonight. 
I don't not, know. We're both yeah, up not for work as well, so early in the mornings. Yeah. So like. Yeah, it's not something that you think, oh, we're going here, we have to have a drink, you know. Yeah. You actually don't have to have a drink and you enjoy things better. And as I say, the hangovers, like we were only talking as well, the likes of headache tablets and stuff like that, I haven't touched them at all no. in two years. I haven't had a headache. Heartburn I used to get terrible. Haven't had heartburn. So just things like that, when I know somebody said historically let food be our medicine, but it's definitely mm. true because I've, I don't touch medicine now at all. I don't touch... The tablets, the headache tablets, any anything mm. like that. So, and it has to be to do with the food that you're eating, and the more healthier food, like the fruit and veg, and the plant-based food that you're eating. And what was your hardest moment then? So, Vaughn's was very much that moment of you felt people were trying to not sabotage, but impact on the, yeah. the progress that you were making. Yeah, and that's emotionally very difficult to deal with. Yeah, and I think that's a real. I think that's a real Irish thing, actually. Yeah. I think we're very good at that. I don't think we necessarily intend it in a bad way, mm. but that we're almost trying to pull people back a little bit because we're a little bit envious of what mm. they've done. So, Rob, um, what was your hardest part? Yeah, I think it was the same. And the people telling you, you know, when you'd, you'd lost two or three stone, maybe that's enough, maybe you need to stop. But I don't think there was any sort of critical moment that, you know... It, it was that hard. You know, there was times, I suppose, where, where I'm in work, I'm surrounded by events and pastries and sandwiches and it's just being that disciplined person that you have to be. And you have to be disciplined, but you have to be consistently disciplined. So I, I just totally cut out the pastries. So it was hard at the start, but I kind of got through it. And now, like I'm at events three or four times a week and now I don't even look at the pastries. Now I know there's always that fruit table somewhere mm. there I can go over and get the skewers or the, the whole fruits or things like that so it was hard at the start and people again what, what Yvonne was saying people are saying yeah go on you have that have that but you knew yourself you like you couldn't and it's nearly what like what Yvonne was saying like if you were an alcoholic somebody wouldn't say to you I should just have the one drink you'd be fine you know it, it's it's a little bit like that but just being disciplined and knowing look I'm not going to have that I might have something later on and I'll have our treats, as we were saying, later on in the evening. So we kind of kept the evening to the treats, but people mm -hmm. trying to push things on you or even putting something in front of you and saying, sure, have that. There's only a little bit of butter in it. You know, there's only a little bit of cream in it. And you're like, no, we don't want it. And because that's not the way I'm eating now. I know it, it, it sounds bad. It's nothing to do with the food that you've put in front of me as such, but... No, well, I'll have my own things. So again, basically, even from what you're saying there in terms of the Danish to the fruit, fruit skewers, that's a lovely little tip. Like, if we can all make that little change at that meeting, at that breakfast meeting or at that lunch meeting, go for the real foods yeah. as opposed to the processed foods. That's, that's all it really is. It's, kind of basically what yeah. you're saying. Um, I think okay. we're hooked on products. That's the, the problem is is the processed food and the products. And um, like that at, at events, we, we thought we had healthy foods by having these little porridge pots, you know, that you just add water. But they're laced in um, sugar and stuff already and it's the powdered milk they already mm -hmm. have in it. So they're actually not that healthy where you can just get the bag of porridge and make your own porridge. Yeah, so again, ma make your food real and make yeah. it real. In terms, of, um, in terms of discipline, so people who get healthy, who lose weight and get fit, the initial curve is like really good. The weight loss falls off, discipline's really good, motivation's really good. Then it plateaus normally and then it goes into a decline. What are your tips for keeping that discipline going like what's been your how have you guys found the the will to keep going to keep the discipline really good to keep your weight loss consistent and your results consistent 
Well, I think for me, it was always why we started. Like, we've got two young boys, so you got to think of that all mm. the time. The reason I'd done this was because I want to be able to play with the kids. I want to be able to run with the kids. I couldn't at the start. And that always, throughout the whole process of it, if I was going to open that press and put my hand in and, and get the, the chocolate or the biscuits or whatever, I'd stop myself and think, Rob, why did you start doing this? Why do you want to do that? And I think you continue that, and that continues with you, that... Even at, at the stage that we're at now, I still think, like, do you want to go back to that person or do you want to be the healthier person that you are now? So I think it's just remembering where you started in the yeah. first so, place. So it's, so it's making that choice with the right reason behind it. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason yeah. the trigger has to be strong enough that you override the, or you have, you know, a strong enough will to, to make the right choice. Yvonne, what about you? Um, I suppose for me as a mother, I always feel with, with the two boys, like, and I feel that if, if it's trying to educate them about making the right, you know, the right choices towards food, like, and they have a really healthy relationship with food. We're so lucky that they actually eat really well. But um, I suppose I'd be upset if I thought that they were kind of, you know, with all childhood obesity or anything like that, like, and, you know, if they were kind of in a position that was compromising their health and it was my fault, I would feel to, I would feel to blame, you know, and I'd say, God, what did that mother feed them? Or, you know, I think you have this kind of, pressure of blame on on yourself but I, I think for me that was a big thing I wanted them to be kind of you know involved in it immersed in it and see the the healthier side of us like mm -hmm. from from just making some ch slight changes in our food you know like we always ate well and like they always had their vegetables and their meats and different things like that but but I think their awareness of of healthy food for me is, is a big bonus and like, you know, we're all having the same breakfast. We're having the same dinners. Our, our one bill, family, one meal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And our our bill in the supermarket has gone yeah. way down, which is great. Uh, but, but even though we're buying is, so much more. Uh, so often you hear the excuse, which yeah. is, oh, being healthy is so expensive. I can't afford it. It's it's so expensive. And the reality is it's not. The it's veg, not. If you, yeah. if a big bag of veg for 30 euro. You yeah. have two or three bags of vegetables coming out of the coming We're out of the always supermarket. amazed when we come home and we put it out on the table and it's just all veg and we're like, oh my God, like that was, as you say, 30 euro for all of that. Like, you know, it's, 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 and then you could spend like 50 euro on five little small things. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not going to last like three days. We probably go to the shops more often, mm. two or fresh. three times a week. Yeah. And we always say like the, the program that we were on and the, the concept of it was nearly like being back in the 80s where it's mm. meat and two veg. Mm -hmm. And I used to always like um, me Nandy when she used to go to the shop every single day because every single day she was going to, to get fresh fruit, fresh veg, mm -hmm. you know, fresh meat all for the dinner. But we're actually doing that now that you know, the boys don't always like it when you're going to Lidl and Aldi and Super Value, you know, and, and, and other shops, you know, three or four times a week. But we do because we're stocking up and we're eating that much fruit and we have to stock up the fruit bowl. Like if the fruit bowl is looking a little bit empty at home, you know, we need, to, we need to, we need yeah. to go to the shop quick. And, and, and it is that, you know, oh, it's very, it's very expensive to be healthy. It's not because it's, the supermarkets now are so good with the fruit yeah. and veg. Like throughout the, all the supermarkets, they all have veg that's under a euro for a bag of it. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing your shopping in different places, like it's it's so affordable to, to eat healthy. Back to what you asked though a second ago, the other reason was I've no more clothes, Carl, to wear. If I was to put on weight now, <laughs> I would have no clothes to wear. They're all I was, chucked out. I was just going to go down that route to, 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 to finish with. You both must have you must have had some crack getting the new wardrobes and yeah. buying the new clothes. Like that must, be, that must have felt... 
It took a while to get used to actually going to smaller sizes. But what, what can, I, can I ask what dress size you were? Yeah, so I was probably like, I know the dress that I bought for the wedding that we went to in Spain was a 16. Okay. So like, and, and, I, and that fitted me snugly. You know, so I mean, I was I was being nice to myself, but like, and and now I'm buying eights, and to me is like literally half, four. like literally, how did this happen? And I forget <laughs> every now, and my mom could have been because she'd always do the shopping with me, and she'd be picking up things and say, oh no, that won't fit you. Sorry, I put that back over there. Oh no, oh yeah. So, so a huge it, it adjustment us, period. Yeah, it really of was the perception of I'm the actual size that you were. <laughs> yeah, you thought you were a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And even like that, you know, she'd be picking up things and she'd say, oh, I've seen that. And then and then you'd say, but that won't fit me, ma'am. And she'd be like, oh, God, yeah. You know, because I was so long <laughs> buying bigger clothes, like, you know, and even for Rob, I'd be going in and now like kind of Rob has found a new um, hobby of shopping, whereas he never went shopping before okay. and never bought anything. Well, yeah, men, men are desperate, yeah. that. particularly men, if they have a little bit of weight on, they, yeah. they yeah. hate the experience of shopping. Like, Rob, oh. what um, trouser size, jean size were you? I think. Jeans, I was probably 40, 42. Okay. Um, Yvonne got me a pair of Paul Galvin jeans, which, which is funny yeah. enough, you know, Kerry Man's jeans yeah. as a dub is, is bad enough, but, <laughs> but they were size 28 and I actually fit into them. Whoa. So it, it was... Little boys clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if I could save money by shopping in the boys section, I probably would. So anyway, so same. We're still a forty-two slash forty-four, forty-two down to a twenty-eight. Yeah, and probably in in fairness, in most probably jeans and trousers, probably thirty. Yeah. And the the blazers that I wear because I wear a lot of suits and work, wear fifty, and they're down to thirty-eight. Whoa! And my favourite stat was I had to get my ring in Applebee's resized, and I went down seven ring sizes. So I don't know how big or small that is, but I know I went down seven ring sizes. There were huge numbers between the pair of you. Like from yeah. a 16 to an 8, mm. from a 50 to a 38 on the chest, from a 44 mm. to a 30 slash 28 in Paul Gavin jeans <laughs> uh, on, 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 on your hips. is that, the Numbers are massive. And listen to your stories. It's phenomenally, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it's simple. Mm. So simple. People Absolutely. try to complicate weight loss. I mean that as yeah. the ultimate compliment, yeah. by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. People try to complicate weight loss and the process of it and make it really hard. And I, as a brand and myself, that's not what we sell. We sell it very simply. We sell exactly like what you guys have yeah. done, which is eat clean eat and eat often and exercise more and just find something that's fun. But the key thing, and listeners, you know, if you are listening in and weight loss is something that you're thinking of, or not even weight loss, maybe a fitness target, such as something scary like a marathon or whatever it is, it all comes back to the same thing. It's a trigger point. It's the reason that you want to do it. And that reason has to be strong enough to overcome the obstacles that get in the way. Surround yourself with positive people. Simple. Find a system that works for you. Eat healthy. Eat real food. Simple. And get some exercise in from there. And then the odd treat. Um, Final question for you both. What's next? You've had this amazing journey over the course of the last probably year and a half. Thereabouts, to be fair. Uh, again, the goes to 13 stone. Visualize that. That's basically me or there, thereabouts. Me generous to myself there, but it's thereabouts. I'm just amazed that I'm actually lighter than Carl Henry. I think that's an achievement in itself. <laughs> I love it. Um, and Yvonne, what about you? This may become work in some way, shape, or form now as well. Yeah, well, I also decided to do a master's in education in the meantime as well. So that took up. So I started off, as I say to mom, I started off in Trinity as a size like. 16 and finished in a size eight, which was uh, wasn't to do with the stress of the program. But um, yeah, so I mean, I still have I have that like, which is my big, big love is my work with my my children. Um, 
in in um, intellectual disability. But at the moment, I suppose I am doing a bit of a sideline in that I'm working um, for Slim and World. Um, and I have set up a new group, so it will be relaunching on the 29th of May. So it is pretty busy at the moment. Okay, cool. But um, but like that, as we said, like it's it has become such a big part of our life at the moment. And I suppose if we can help anybody else and, and get them on that journey as well, sure, that, that's what it's, it's be all worth it, you know. And Rob, if people want to follow you on Twitter. Rob Cullen 79. Yvonne, you on Twitter? Um, no. But I'm, a, I'm I'm old school, so I'm on <laughs> Facebook and I'm um, Yvonne Slimmer World actually, yeah, and I'm on Instagram as well. But I'm only learning. Yeah. learning. I think Rob the key thing what Yvonne said is just to help other people. If we can help other people and encourage couples, and it, it's one tip as well mm. that we give to everybody. If you can do it together or find a partner to do it with you, it's so much easier. The the process is so much easier. You know those nights where you're thinking your partner's having to take away. Will I have a takeaway or will I eat healthy? That never came into the equation. If one of us wanted a takeaway, the other one was kicked up the backside quick enough to say, no, you're not having a takeaway. I'll make a curry, you know. Yeah. So, But doing it together was definitely, and if we can help other people, you know, going forward, whether it's through the, the Slim World program that Yvonne's doing, or I do a few talks on it as well, just anything that we can do to help couples, men especially. I think men are, are, are a bit fearful of going to different groups we've seen over the last year and a half two years that there's not an awful lot of men go to to these classes mm -hmm. and these groups and um, so it could be something that that i look into further to see if we can actually help people um, and encourage them to go or maybe they just want to do it in private so it's it has to be fun it has to be yeah, fun of course. Yeah. there has to be a fun element in it you know you have to be able to laugh and joke and smile and all of your emotions are exposed. So, you know, you have to you have to be comfortable. I think being comfortable in yourself at that time and being ready for it is such a big thing, you know, because you yeah, are you've got to be exposed. ready to make those changes. Yeah. Of course, that's a, that, yeah. that's a huge thing. Yeah. Well, listeners, wow, uh, nearly 13 so between this couple. We will have some photographs up on independence.ie and on the Irish Independent app. You're going to see those as well. Just to prove to you what I'm seeing here in studio, it's absolutely amazing. As ever, if you have any questions, you can email us. It's realhealth.independent.ie or the hashtag realhealthpodcast. You can contact me on Twitter and Instagram with that. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you've taken lots of tips and lots of inspiration from our two fantastic guests today. And we'll see you next week. Have a great week. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.